0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I'm Tanya Mosley. In 1987, my sister Anita vanished without a trace. Decades later, thanks to DNA, we found her. But that's only the beginning of the story. She Has a Name is a new audio documentary that explores the search for redemption, confronting trauma, and healing in the face of unimaginable loss. Subscribe now to Truth Be Told Presents She Has a Name, where every revelation brings us closer to the truth. Hey everyone, and
1: welcome to Women Who Travel, a podcast from Kananass Traveler. My name is Meredith, and I am here as usual with my host, Ali Arakoglu. Hi, We are sharing a microphone today, so get excited for us to talk over each other into the same mic. Very fun. We're getting very intimately close. (laughs) Today we're joined by Megan Spirell and Betsy Blumenthal, two traveler editors who have been on the podcast a few times in the last couple weeks alone. Uh, So they're familiar voices to those of you who are used to listening to all of us. Gab on about our favorite things to do in travel. This week's episode is kind of based off of something that happened to Megan, or that Megan did, rather, uh, recently, which is, I guess, when did you decide you were going to Mexico City,
2: Megan? Um, About five days before I went. (laughs) Yeah, wow, that was just a couple weeks ago, but my roommate was having her birthday come up, and we had talked about Mexico City for a long time, never booked it, and then it was the week before, and we're like, should we still do that? (laughs) And we booked a flight, and we went, yeah, we booked a flight five days before we went to Mexico City. So, like, what was the point in
3: which you were like, oh, Mexico City would be a really nice idea. And then when did you decide, oh, actually, let's book it and let's book it a week beforehand.
2: So my roommate last year had wanted to go see this Colombian group Bomba Stereo perform in Mexico City on her birthday. And she had talked about and talked about it and they hadn't gone and um, I'm sure Morgan's going to love me sharing this story. Um, <laughs> and this year, it was like a joke, like, oh, should we go back to Mexico City and see Bomba Stereo? And we Googled, and they were actually playing in Mexico over her birthday again. And so we had continued to joke, like, OK, we should go to Mexico for it. And then, again, didn't plan. And it was a week before. We are like, no, actually, we both are like have a lot going on, and we might as well do it now, like now better than ever. So we looked, and flights were not crazy and we booked a last minute flight to Mexico City and we got an Airbnb we like it's the kind of city that you can just show up in sort of and we had a really great weekend trip that we had not planned at all for were you
3: overwhelmed with then having to decide what to do or did you just decide to lean into it
2: um i had been to Mexico City before she hadn't we were both just really frazzled and like booked the flights we're like okay we'll figure it all out and we like got an Airbnb <laughs> at midnight like 2 <laughs> days before and like that we chose together over text like we were just Both had a lot going on, didn't plan. And I think when we got there, um, we just figured we'd like, it's a place everyone talks about. All our friends have been. We see it on Instagram all the time. We'd have enough things to kind of pull from. And we got to our Airbnb and our host was amazing. And he greeted us with like a bottle of mezcal for her birthday and spent 30 minutes telling us about his favorite places for breakfast and tacos and where we should go at night. And like, again, it just reminded me it's the kind of city that you can show up and have no plans and have a weekend
1: One of my favorite things about this trip is that you were so excited in the office to have tacos and I was was the con of not planning that you ended up actually going all these places and never having street
2: tacos? I did never have tacos and all the time I'm like oh my favorite thing about Mexico City is the Cabeza Tacos which like it's like head cheese, like meat. And anyway, it's really good. I had it last time in Mexico City, and you can never find it here. So I was so excited. And I kept being like, I'm just going to hang out. You know, when I'm hungry, I'm going to eat tacos instead of whatever I'd eat in New York. That was like <laughs> my thing. Um, and yeah, we were only there for like a little over 48 hours. And I ended up never having time for tacos. But it was also OK, because I tried new restaurants I'd never been to. And we didn't have any kind of schedule that we felt like we had to stick to. Um, but yes, by going last minute, we <laughs> I missed the tacos.
1: What do you guys think are the factors that fall into place for the perfect last minute trip because I feel like for me it's like flight cost, how long the flight is going to take versus how long I'm going to be on the ground Mm -hmm. and like how much I know about this place to be able to like, like you were saying, be like, okay, like if I ask these three people and go off of their ideas, I'll have enough for two days to be able to Mm -hmm. figure it out. What do you guys think are like the things that go into that decision?
4: I look up a couple things in advance. There's this really great site that I sometimes use as a resource. It's called Road Trippers. And you put in your origin and your destination. And it'll basically spit out all of like a handful of notable things or places where you can eat on that route. Um, so I usually go by that. Or then I kind of like will zoom in on the map and see what towns we'll be passing through or close to and see if there's anything worth checking out in those places. Um, if it, Especially if it's a last minute trip, I think I throw hotels out the window immediately because I don't expect to be able to get a great deal on a really nice hotel three days before I go anywhere. So I'm kind of like, okay, well, that's one less thing to worry about. So primarily, I focus around what you can see and what kind of food you'll be able to get there. So like when my boyfriend and I road trip to Savannah from New Jersey, a couple New Year's ago. New Year's is ago, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think one of the main criteria was like, how are the restaurants? Will we be able to get reservations? Is it a really buzzy city? Is it a place where we're going to, like, is it like Miami? Do we need to book these places a while in advance? And it's like, no, it's Savannah. It's super relaxed. It's super laid back. If we just roll into town and we try to get in somewhere really nice, will we be able to do that at like very short notice? And the answer was yes. So I think that is one of my main criteria. Like I don't want to be struggling to get reservations at like the best places two days before I go someplace. Like I want it to be really relaxed and not very pressure filled.
3: Meredith, I feel like you're a real like Airbnb whiz kid and know how to find like really spectacular places at very short notice. Do you think that Airbnb is kind of like the perfect thing for when you're traveling last minute? Is that your go-to? I think it is just because I think that the options that
1: fit my budget at the last minute are mm-hmm. probably more totally. in quantity. And I think it's you know easy to look and see, okay, there are 60 places left. These are going, like, a lot of people are looking at them. It gives you a lot of indication as to, like, the odds of you actually getting a place to stay in your budget because there Mm -hmm. are signs that'll or notices that'll say, you know, this place usually books up really quickly or this is really rare to find this place so late. So I think that that really helps, but I'm also a huge fan of hotel tonight. And I think at this point in their growth, the app, which at its origins, you could literally log in, see what hotels were available that night at a discount because the hotel needed to fill the space and could book it just for that night. So if you were a business traveler or you had a flight that got canceled or whatever, it worked out really well. But now you can book like weeks in advance. So, you know, it says hotel tonight, but you have more than just that night to be able to plan for it. So I think it's another great option if you aren't an Airbnb person or you're looking to like, kind of go balls to the wall on this trip. Like you can find really incredible places at a discount with very little notice. Mm -hmm. And those deals probably aren't surfaced elsewhere. So I would definitely say check that out on your kind of search, your two hours, three hours of That's frantic searching.
4: I've never heard of Hotel Tonight. Is what? it really that? Cause, oh my it, gosh. Cause you're
1: right. It's never surfaced guys.
4: Okay, even by
3: Jonathan from Queer Eye, he's <laughs> done this like, whole campaign with them. Oh, I, haven't, I actually didn't know about that. Like, did you not read my story?
4: <laughs> I did read it. <laughs> Things oh, okay. are getting real I'm... heated here in the podcast.
1: Oh. <laughs> Um, That's great. Thank you. I will use that. I think it's also just kind of an easy, it's such an easy interface in the same way that Airbnb seems really user intuitive to me, that this app that you can just check on your phone and be like, okay, you know, maybe I'm looking for something that, you know, fits this budget. Maybe I'm trying to go kind of crazy on this trip. It gives you a lot of options. And I will also say that if you use it frequently, they kind of, you know, track sounds like they're spying on you, but they keep, track of what you're booking so that if you're booking kind of lower cost, hipstery, one-off sort of hotels, they're not going to surface like the Ritz for you. So they're going to kind of learn, Your yay technology, yeah. um, kind of what you like and what you look for in a hotel. So if, as you use it more often, it's going to have a better understanding of what mm-hmm. to show you. And I think that that's also super helpful and gives you options that you're actually going to book instead of like all of the options, which sometimes overwhelms me with Airbnb. I'm like, oh my God, there are 70. So many, yeah. Yeah. And they
3: all seem perfectly fine. <laughs> I, uh, so I actually have a question, which maybe we should have addressed right at the beginning of this. <laughs> what constitutes last minute? Oh. Ooh. Like a week like, and a
4: half. I don't know. A
3: week. Yeah. I, I mean,
1: th- I think two weeks is also two, kind of like... Two,
2: that two weeks oh, is no, also... girl. Mm-mm. Okay, but
1: I think just depends how
2: far you're going. (laughs) I I think it's also like a combination of how close to the date, but also how uh, far you're going. Like going, booking a flight to Paris two weeks before feels a lot crazier than going, you know. To Maine. To Maine. From New York. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like you plan out the day before.
4: It's really exciting.
1: Like it's (laughs) so fun. I think it's, I agree. And I think that the farther out you go, like that what I'll call frantic adrenaline rush <laughs> of like planning something last minute diminishes. But I also think that most of the trips that I plan with other people, I plan one, two, three months in advance. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I find a friend who's like, oh yeah, this flight deal where we're gonna book this flight mm-hmm. and travel in two weeks and suddenly have to oh. figure out where we're staying. I mean mm-hmm. like that's such a rush, but it also is last minute.
2: Like two weeks is still- It's also stressful. Like, yeah, Very, yeah. And you might not always get the tacos you want. <laughs>
3: There is also just that moment when you're like, I'm not going to have anywhere to stay. I'm going to have to <laughs> stay somewhere <laughs> terrible. I just, like, you know What, what am I going to do?
2: But I think, I also think like, you know, how last minute is really depends on the type of place you're going. Because when you were talking great. earlier about like getting reservations, it's like the reason I thought Mexico City was a great place to go last minute is because I just want to eat street food there. And I know mm-hmm. there are some restaurants that other people are dying to eat at, but like you can also just eat street food and have a great time. And totally. a lot of the things don't require like a reservation in advance. Whereas if you're going to a city that is really based on that kind of experience, Mm -hmm. like a last minute trip is very different, you know? So it's sort of what you're looking to do in the place that changes a lot.
3: I have another question. This one is also for Meredith's expertise, (laughs) (laughs) which is obviously depends on where you're going. uh, But what is a good last minute deal when you're looking at flights? Like what actually is reasonable and you should expect?
1: I mean, I think that that, Depends so much on your budget because I think that for some people a four hundred dollar round trip, you know, to Mexico City from New York, that two weeks ahead of time like is a good deal. But to other people that's still too much money, and I mm-hmm. also totally understand that. So if you are looking to get on the last minute flight train, it's a weird concept. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would like start thinking about it or at least planning this is also backwards. Start planning for that last minute (laughs) trip now, which is like signing up for, Uh you know, flight deal newsletters, like Scotch cheap flights or checking the flight deal, kind of like setting everything up so that when that thing comes along, that you're like, Oh my God, I should book this and I should book it now. And I should Mm go tomorrow. Like everything is already in place for you to again, have the least stressful time figuring out what to do. And I think so much of Taking the perfect last minute trip has to do with flexibility, which is, oh, yeah, sure, I'll go to this place. Or, oh, yeah, sure, that band's in town, so I'll go there. Like, oh, yeah, you know, something's come up and, you know, this is the cheapest flight to this place that I've never thought about going to before. I think that having that flexibility means that you have more options when it comes to last minute, kind of like emergency trips. When you're like, oh my gosh, I have to get out. I like need to get out of the office or whatever it is. You have everything kind of like set in place to be able to do that most effectively. But something we were talking about earlier, Lolly, which kind of goes into like that flexibility and issues with that is how much do you plan in advance so
3: that you really don't have to plan that much at all? I'm talking about this like I know what I'm doing, but I'm like <laughs> not a very good planner. Um, like. That's the point. That's what it's about. Yeah. No, I will make sure, you know, obviously book my flights. I will make sure that I know if I'm hopping around a bunch of places, Mm -hmm. I will know most places that I'm going to stay at. But beyond that, like, I'm not someone that's going to be planning my itinerary for when I'm there. I'll be sitting in like at the gate in the airport on my phone looking up like (laughs) best things to do in. Best restaurants in such and such a city on cntraveler.com, of course. Nice plug.
4: (laughs) I don't know. I actually think the last minute trips I've been on have been – the best trips I've ever been on. I hate planning trips too far in advance because I feel like you put so much expectation on yourself. And I think, especially like sometimes working at Traveler, I'm like, oh, wow, I really need to get my shit together like very far in advance and figure out the best museums and the best restaurants and the best hotels and this and that. And like part of what was really nice about, you know, just... Driving to Savannah was like, we would be somewhere outside of Richmond and it'd be like, oh, we're tired. I'm just going to look up whatever courtyard Marriott has a room tonight and we're going to stay there. And it makes things so easy. And I also think that it lends you this degree of spontaneity that you just kind of have to like wing it and make the best of it. That sometimes I don't feel like I embrace when I have too much time to plan things out because I want to make
1: everything so perfect well and I think the road trip like specifically lends itself to that Mm -hmm. sort of spontaneity where you're like you know your end destination and at any point you can decide okay I'm going to take a left and we're going to get off here or yeah sure like there are a lot of signs in the distance like Mm -hmm. that looks like a town that'll have Mm -hmm. a restaurant like I think that (laughs) that that kind of trip like you don't have to plan much for other than like the basic directions of like this is the highway we're taking and then we'll go from there I went on a, a road trip through Texas with one of my best friends and the one thing we did was for the first hour of every day we stopped at every historical marker which sounds like so <laughs> dumb but it gave us the opportunity it's to be like, very okay, cute, actually. our plan for today so far is mm-hmm. like we're going to be here at the end of the day by pulling off at all of these like tiny little you know historical markers. We would end up like at a fruit stand, or mm-hmm. like you know there would be a ranch in the distance, or whatever it was that would kind of like piggyback on each other to end up somewhere that was super interesting and fun that we never would have found if we had just like shot through.
4: That sounds amazing. That's like my dream trip. I, I know
1: <laughs> a road trip
4: through Texas. Like <laughs> I,
1: I'm gone. Bye. Like, like, like. you know, just uh, <laughs> contact me when you need the itinerary. Um, <laughs> but I also like my trick for that is like the only time I will ever. Truly ever pay for Wi Fi on a plane, like ever, 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 is when I have not planned at all. And then I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) Gonna pay for Wi Fi, like for a couple hours on this flight. I'm gonna take my phone, I'm gonna log on to Google Maps, I'm gonna drop pins all over the place at all the places that I think seem remotely interesting so that when I end up on the ground and I'm wandering around and I'm like, oh crap, I'm so hungry and I like don't want to look up Google restaurants near me and like end up somewhere that you know, may not be as good as I want it to be, I can be like, oh, hey, look, there's a pin uh, five just, blocks away,
4: and here we are. Like, how h- have I made it this fucking far in my life and not known <laughs> that you could do that? Like, I just, like, I gotta
2: go, guys. Okay. So like, I, really, I
4: don't know, because I make fun of my mother for being technologically inept all the time, and here I am, like, what's Hotels Tonight? How do you drop Google pins? What's this Facebook thing? Like, Meredith also knows everything. Me, so. yeah.
3: Meredith is very savvy. Like, for example, I, um, when I had, like, a day in Tokyo, like on my own free time on a work trip. This work trip that I talk about every episode. (laughs) Um, And I did not drop any pins and I didn't really do much research and then was just like roaming around in this massive, massive, like probably one of the most overwhelming cities in the world being like, shit, I'm so hungry (laughs) and I don't know where to go. Do I go to this sober place? Do I go to this sober (laughs) place?
2: Yakitori? I don't know. (laughs) Well, that's actually how we did this last like Mexico City trip is we didn't plan, we did nothing. I figured like it's the kind of city where you can just walk around, it's gonna be interesting. But I also, like on literally in the air in the airport on the way there dropped a bunch of pins at every single place I'd been before, wanted to go or heard of. And I downloaded the map so I could see it offline once I got there. And we would just walk to one place and then we'd finish, look at the other pins on the map near where we were and go there. And it was so easy. And, like, that made it so we didn't have to plan. We didn't have to be getting Wi-Fi. And, like, we could just we could make a lot out of forty eight hours. This I have a question for changer. everyone. <laughs> yes. Yes. Betsy's
3: gonna like, <laughs> face is melting. melting. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Um have you ever planned last minute trips within a trip? Like you're already yeah. somewhere ooh. and then you're like, ooh, I'm gonna let's screw this, let's jet off to this place for I, two days.
4: So I used to travel a lot with my boyfriend who's a fencer, and he would have these things called knacks, um which are basically like national whatever competitions all over the United States and like around he the has world a knack for so you traveling. might not you,
3: you might not know anything about like pins on maps but apparently oh, you know the so intricacies of the fencing uh, world
4: yes uh, so many intricacies um, and yeah so his parents would always very graciously let me go and would like financially help me to go and get plane tickets and whatever and so I would kind of like be a hanger on on a lot of these trips and I remember probably back in 2014 we were in portland for a few days portland oregon and on the way back we had a layover like of a few hours in seattle and we were there and all of a sudden i looked at him and it was like it just felt so right and i was like do you want to leave here tomorrow instead and he was like first of all all, he was like no you're fucking crazy and then after much persuasion and asking the ticket agent to convince him that this was the (laughs) right decision to make he finally um, acquiesced and so we spent the next 24 hours in Seattle we ended up staying at the Edgewater Hotel which is like where the Beatles stayed when they were there and I think there's like this famous photo of them like sitting over the dock with their feet over the water or something Mm. but anyway it was so great I mean we didn't really have any concrete plans we mostly like walked around Belltown and went to Pike Place and whatever but it was just it was so fun to be that spontaneous when you were just not expecting it and I think because you know we're from New Jersey we live in New Jersey and we were all the way out on the west coast it was kind of like well when are we going to be here now like
1: when's the next time we're going to be here so let's just do it. I think for me I know that we've been talking about how technologically savvy I am. So thank you. Thank you. But I, <laughs> By the I, way, I'm going to get murdered by fencers. So <laughs> thanks to all of you. <laughs> I think that for me, the trip that stands out in my mind of like kind of this by the seat of your pants, last minute change of plans worked out exclusively because we weren't using our phones and we were using an actual guidebook crazy um but i was in morocco with one of my friends who um is like my master travel buddy um who i have learned so much about spontaneity from she is currently like zipping around indonesia on her own meanwhile i'm at my desk wait Is this the friend that texted
3: you to say yesterday to say a rat to just run across (laughs) a hotel room?
1: Uh, (laughs) Yes, Katie was listening to our last podcast and uh, was not living the same luxury hotel life that I (laughs) had been talking about. Um, But uh, we were in Morocco and had kind of had a pretty clear plan. We had wanted to go from Casablanca, kind of go to Rabat, maybe go to Fez, had had a kind of like general plan to make it back because the ship we were on uh, was leaving at a specific time we were studying abroad. And we got to Rabat, realized that we didn't really necessarily want to stay there for a really long time. We had been there for a day. We also showed up with no hotel or anything. And we had like four circled in the guidebook, like, these are all in our budget. Like <laughs> We'll walk to all of them and like see if they'll take us. Um, Like booked one night at a hotel, we were just going to book one night at a time. And then we're talking to the man at the front desk um, because we had thought we weren't going to be able to get to the place that we really wanted to go, which was Chef Chauin, which is up near the Mediterranean, Blue City. City. It's absolutely stunning. And really the only way you can get there is by bus. And we thought, oh, the bus is going to be way too long. It's not going to come as often. The guidebook lied and said that it didn't come the days that we needed to, which is why speaking to someone was actually really nice because he had said, no, no, no. Go to the bus station, you know, buy a ticket, and you can go tomorrow morning. And so we rocked up to the bus station at like five o'clock in the morning. We were there with like the very, very nice entire homeless population of Rabat who helped us get our ticket. Like we're so lovely because no one else would like help us at all um, because we looked very, very confused. I think <laughs> uh, because we were, and and it ended up working out that we literally like made it to Chefchaouen after like a six-hour bus that took us through a sheep market where like the sheep were in the middle of the road and then so was the bus and there was so much happening and we ended up in Chefchaouen for again like maybe 30 hours and then took the bus back to Rabat, took the train back to Casablanca and it was one of those things that like if we hadn't, like had the idea to be kind of close, had the guidebook with us that when we got to Chef Xiong and didn't have any self-service or any Wi-Fi, we had like a list of places we could go to go get a room to stay in, to go eat. I think that so much of that also comes with like that confidence that we talk about all the time, which is Like you can totally fake that, by the way, um, of being like, I can do this. Like, you know, I can just show up in a place because I think as soon as you start talking to the people who live there and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm here for 30 hours. Like, you know, I just showed up. I don't know what to do. Like, (laughs) you know, where should I eat? You know, no one's going to be like, well, I'm not going to help you. But like, that's not that's just not going to happen. And so I think that that sort of like set the stage for that, like
2: mid trip absolute turn. Well, okay. One, I remember without getting like too into the weeds on this, um, a couple of years ago, I was living in, or a few years ago, I was living in Lima, Peru, and I had to go like cross the border to renew my visa. And so, uh, my boyfriend and I decided to go to Ecuador and, and we had basically decided that we would go to the North of Peru, spend a week on the beach and then just, you know, go across the border. And I think, you know, we were already on this trip. We were like, really, it was going to be about the beach. And right when we crossed the border in Ecuador, we saw all these signs for this town that was a few more hours away that we'd heard was really cool. And it's kind of like, you know what, I don't have to be back for, you know, through the rest of the week. Let's just go. We're already here. And I remember we ended up taking a bus to a town called Guayaquil that a lot of people told us about. And then. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was very popular a few years ago. There was like this photo of this swing that was like the edge Girl, of the world. yes, i have been there. <laughs> okay, so there's this photo that's like, you know, all those girls on Instagram have it and it's a swing literally like over this valley that's covered in like jungle and there's fog hanging and there's this little tree house like on the edge of the world anyway and once we were already had made this one side trip to guayaquil i was like you know where's that swing and we and <laughs> yep i admit it i did it and we looked it up and it was like it was actually like
1: i it's feel like an, very far it from actually guayaquil. wasn't close yeah. <laughs> it was like
2: an eight hour bus ride or something but oh again we had planned a full week for this trip and i was like you know we We hadn't booked any of our stays in advance back in Peru, so it didn't really matter where we were going. And we got on a bus. We went there. I saw the swing. I got on the swing. It was great. And like, I think you just when you have a little time too, it helps you be spontaneous because it's like, okay, maybe I don't know what bus we have to take, but if it's if it doesn't come for a while, it's okay. Like I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to be back for a flight or something. And like having that freedom helps you be really spontaneous and do things. And it was amazing. And like even though it was really cheesy to go see The Swing, I was very satisfied when I got my photo on it.
1: I will say that I, that's like one of those, uh, places where I just wanted the photo to work <laughs> so badly and ended up spending like four hours on the top of that mountain <laughs> like, because we were just absolutely surrounded by clouds the entire time. Oh
2: my gosh,
1: it was, yeah, it's foggy. it was it's foggy. So foggy. My, I was like, and there's not, not like a guy up there who has a few cows who like also has a zipline that's like oh, very, very I mean, sad. God. It's it's, it's, I'm, it's in, four and a half feet
2: off the ground. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> zipline is a a loose across term. the field. Yeah. Um, but he was so nice and like there were a bunch of other people People who were also like had already basically like hiked up this mountain. We had taken a car about halfway and then thought we were there. And then he dropped us off and we were like, oh, no, no, no. We're only halfway up. Uh, and then <laughs> hiked the rest of the way. Um, but like we had such a fun time out of this thing that like we had originally wanted to turn out a different way made a bunch of friends and that was a you know we went to baños
2: which is this absolutely beautiful area that's filled with waterfalls and you Mm -hmm. should definitely go if you're there but also it's a very small town it's not close to anything and it's like if you're going for the swing you better be only going for the swing because there are other beautiful things but it's like most people don't know about them and it's hard to get to Definitely. But I feel like, you know, we also showed up there and we're like,
1: OK, well, where is that place to stay? Yeah,
2: <laughs> And, and like, it worked out great. this place or this place?
1: This place exactly. <laughs> and, and so that it worked out pretty well. But yeah, that that swing, man. That it's, swing. That swing. Sounds
4: like a dream. <laughs>
3: well, then I also think, Megan, what you said about time lending itself to more spontaneity is really important. And especially if you're spending like a little more considerable time in a place. And you get to know a few people. People invite you places. And yes. that's when you can be really spontaneous mm-hmm. and plan things really last minute. Yes. And what, And some of my favorite memories from trips that I've done have ended up being those weird Completely. weekends you, you spend with people that you're, you've met and you're never really gonna see again, but you go to someone's parents' house or mm-hmm. cabin or something and you have like such a fantastic time. I totally
4: agree. I, cause when we were in Portland, that same trip where we bookend, like where we ended it with Seattle, we were dining at this place. I think it was called little bird. I can't remember exactly, but it was a great place. And we ended up meeting this guy and his wife. I think he worked at Nike, but they were like this very cool older couple. And I think I probably give away my age here, but Mike and I were still in college at the time and they invited us to go out with them afterwards. And Obviously, this was before I worked a traveler, and they took us to the Ace Hotel in Portland, which I had never heard of. I'd never been to an Ace Hotel. I didn't know what the fuck it was, and it was like the coolest place ever. They had like a photo booth and this really amazing bar. This
1: is what guys, College Betsy
3: was really oh into the photo God. booth.
4: Oh it was lit. I mean, also okay. you
3: grew up in New Jersey. Yes, hi. I
4: grew up in New Jersey. I used to like underage drink at some like at some bar on 47th and 8th, like (laughs) owned by some Irish guy who like didn't give a fuck. Um, Yeah, this was like the Ace Hotel was very much outside of my purview. And it was so amazing. I mean, they like the drinks were great. The company was great. And I, you know, I mean, we wouldn't have done that otherwise. I mean, we certainly wouldn't have done that if we were home, obviously. We would have been like, I don't know, on our couch. But yeah,
3: I totally agree with the spontaneity thing. Well, and I think also it's sometimes I get quite, panicked on trips that I'm not going to see everything that I should see it's not even that I want to see it's that I should see that I'm supposed to see eat at the places I'm supposed to eat and it feels quite liberating Mm -hmm. to be like actually I'm going to give up like two days in the city to like go to this random place and just like kind of lean
2: into (laughs) okay Cheryl (laughs) (laughs) no it's true though well and I think when you like when you plan to go somewhere very last minute like when you you know, choose a last minute side trip or full trip. You already have given up the expectation of doing all the things you're supposed to do because you're like, oh, it's last minute. I'm just lucky to be going anyway. And that helps you be in the right mindset to just enjoy whatever you get to do and not feel like, oh, I didn't go to the place I was supposed to. Like you kind of assume you're lucky just to be there. And like, that's how I felt going to Mexico City. I was like, I'm just happy I'm going this next weekend, which I didn't plan to.
1: And I also think that going to bigger cities like that, Mm -hmm. I think of New Orleans as a place that's really great for last minute trips because you are literally never... In your life, even if you live there, going <laughs> to see everything and eat everything mm-hmm. and do everything you want to do in New Orleans, it's not going to happen. There's just too much. And if you commit to, like, okay, I'm going to do the things I want to do now, and then the next time that I'm here in years or months or what next week because I want to plan week another weekend, last a flight minute flight deal, <laughs> right? The like, you, then you do the, the other things that you want to do. Yeah. But I, I think that there's kind of a joy in going to somewhere huge where you can like it's very easy to accept that you're not going to be able to do it. Uh-huh, I think absolutely. like with somewhere like Banos where you're like okay I have to go see the swing and I have to go see this one waterfall yeah. and I'm going to jump off a bridge and, because and the weather
2: is going to be great yep. wait. exactly
1: <laughs> like that puts so much expectation on the place that you're going yeah. and if you go especially with a last minute trip like go in with such low not low expectations but almost no expectations yeah, which you usually don't have time to build them up. Exactly. You're just, um, you have yeah. the adrenaline of going somewhere. But I think that that helps so much in making it such a great trip because you're able to be like okay I'm not gonna see everything I'm gonna see the stuff that I want and then I'm gonna go home in two days and it's gonna have been like a great use of my time
4: right it's so funny but like I think especially once I started working at Traveler I felt like the minute I planned my first trip after i'd been working here like i put so much pressure on myself like to pick the perfect restaurant also and the really cuz everyone's like
2: oh are you are right, you, you yeah. staying are you staying at that place oh that's oh, I'm like, oh you should stay oh, here oh yeah i actually I need to stay be like, for I'm 7, seven months
4: i don't afford these places like i would like, have to oh, give up a my firstborn like sell one of my eggs like i yeah <laughs> just you know one. <laughs> just <laughs> nope definitely a few um to pick the perfect restaurant and to like see all of the under the radar museums and like this one One alleyway that has the great shopping and the textiles and like you know whatever and I think like once you right like once you let go a lot of that expectation and you really free yourself up to just enjoy wherever it is you're going to be that makes it so much better but I also would say I was thinking about this like when we were talking earlier about where you're going dictates like what kind of trip you have, whatever. I think it's also really important to see how walkable the place that you're going is, Mm -hmm. because I've taken last minute trips to Texas, and let me
1: tell you, (laughs) friends. It ain't walkable. No,
4: it ain't. Um, Everything's a fucking donut. Everything's a donut. A
1: donut.
4: <laughs> like, you have your CBD <laughs> downtown, and then, like, on Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays, it's just, like, dead. And then you have to have a car, because all of the neighborhoods are around the donut. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a highway around the Central Business District, mm-hmm. and then the neighborhoods... The Loop. It's usually the called loop. The Loop. Yeah. Um, the donut. <laughs> yeah. Just I like the donut. <laughs> devastating. <laughs> really
3: that, devastating. Is that like a Betsy term or a official <laughs> term. <laughs> a donut. I don't know. The, Is the Loop. It? Otherwise, no, it's, it's
1: usually the called, donut. like, the Like in Houston, you like are inside the loop or outside the loop. I think maybe one of my that was a really nice round way of going. I love the
3: thought of you walking around Texas (laughs) and just being like, "Oh, these donuts!"
4: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I like. I've taken last minute trips there, and you have to like the amount at which you have to Uber around makes it kind of like really difficult to be spontaneous. But also I feel when like. you're in
2: like a foreign country and you can pull up Uber and you realize that you can actually like not plan anything and just get around, which we did. In Mexico yeah, City, that's it's fair. like, Whoa, the freedom. I think
4: it's more that you just like, if it's a place you've never been to before mm-hmm. and you don't really have any context for how far away everything mm-hmm. is from like each other, mm. it's not helpful to plan things when you're like, oh, actually, we were going to go here, but it's like a 30-minute drive or whatever. You know what helps with that? Google, Google Maps. Maps.
1: <laughs> you know what? No, <laughs> but I, I, that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of exactly okay. what I was saying, <laughs> <though>. <laughs> <laughs> If you If no, you need, are somewhere where you need a car, you know, you think about these major neighborhoods, even if they're far apart, kind of fill them with places you would want to go. And then you can, instead of going back and forth and back and forth and trying to figure right. out where to go, you can be like, okay, I'm here. What's around where I am now and then maybe tomorrow I'll go take a car to this area and then I'll get dropped off and I'll spend the morning or the afternoon or whatever wandering around this part of town. I think that helps a lot. I also would agree that like those (laughs) like concentrated points like really don't exist in most Texas cities. So like that's fair Mm -hmm. to say that like there aren't there aren't neighborhoods that are so concentrated in the way that more walkable cities even like somewhere like Nashville has where right. it's a southern city that's like pretty spread out but like there's still sections where you're like okay mm-hmm. I can walk up and down this street for, for a hours a while yeah. yeah and find something to do at every corner I
4: think we were in Dallas and I was like I don't know what's going <laughs> on like where's everybody we like there's no and Starbucks open downtown 45 <laughs> minutes apart <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna
3: die yeah that was a great time so the first time I went to LA and I decided to walk from my friend's house to the beach <laughs> and I was just like with my beach bag and sandals <laughs> walking along the highway <laughs> I was like I have to be here soon
4: you were just on the 405 with your beach bag such a
1: beautiful picture on the 101
4: (laughs) walking towards the Santa Monica mountains that's great
1: well now that everyone has that like gorgeous uh, image of Lolly walking into the sunset (laughs) with her beach hat on the highway oh I love it Um, that sounds very goopy I love (laughs) it
3: (laughs) none of my life is goopy (laughs) sadly
1: well I think we'd all love to hear what last minute trips have really worked out or not worked out for all of you listeners Please uh, tweet at myself at oh Hey There Mayor or Lale. And you can find her at
3: on Twitter at Lale Arikoglu. You can figure out how to spell it. <laughs> There's only one of me. Um, or at Lale Hanna on Instagram. And we love hearing from you guys.
1: Megan just got back from the Denver meetup, which was super exciting. And we have a couple more coming up. So if you are interested or live in San Francisco or Miami, you should join our Facebook group so you get all the information and have plenty of time to plan your last minute trip to San Francisco or Miami. And then probably next year, we'll come to a city near you as well.
2: Last, Megan, where can people find you if they want to hear all about the meetup or watch your Instagram stories? Um, if you well, to get more information about the meetups, like Meredith said, you can go to Women Who Travel on Facebook. Um, we post all the information there and we're doing a meetup about every month in a different city. So I hope to meet more of you there. Um, and you can also find me at Spirelli. And Betsy? I
4: can't imagine any
2: of you want to find me. <laughs>
4: like I don't want to find me. Um, if you're at all interested in knowing well, what, what Betsy, your girl is up to, Betsy was
3: going to go on a full drive tomorrow, but now there's some sort of storm. <laughs> so any of that oh content is gone. Oh my god! The gone. rain is
4: such an inconvenience. Yes, I'm going to have to just be Instagramming the inside of my apartment. Uh, you can find me at B Blumenthal070.
1: Don't send me any creepy shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's Beautiful. Well, yes, we would love to hear from you. You can read a bunch of stories about places you should go uh, last minute. And then also some itinerary podcasts on our other podcast, Travelog, which may help you on the plane if you need some last minute suggestions. (laughs) Download it beforehand. Exactly. Uh, We have a lot of we planned your first trip to insert place here. Uh, So check those out as well. Have a great week.
0: When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love and want are checked by experts, not just any experts, they're real people who really love these things and they have real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, you can shop with confidence, knowing every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified real and authentic. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, slip on that watch, light up in gold, swing that handbag or step out in that streetwear, you'll get that authentic glow. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.